Thank you to all of our musicians and to all of our readers. The passages that we heard read tonight uh, were chosen to remind us that God has been planning our rescue from before the foundations of the world. We listened to prophets and we listened to the Apostle John talk about how God was going to bring his good news. And here we are, still celebrating the very fact that God brought his good news into the world through the person of his son, Jesus. What is it about this holiday? Right, even, even if you're not a religious person, even if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, there's something about Christmas that just draws you in. There's something about this particular time of year that captures us in a way uh, that captures us at no other time of year. where We, we stop everything uh, to celebrate this holiday. And so I want to look at Colossians 1 tonight and give a couple of answers as to why that is. What is it about Christmas that makes us stop and wonder? Two things, uh, a few observations rather that I want to make from Colossians 1, the passage that Tyler just read for us. The first thing I want us to observe is that the baby that was born in Bethlehem is actually God himself, the creator. That's what Paul says very clearly. He says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So Jesus is the one who makes the invisible God visible. That's what John said. John said, no one has ever seen God Yet the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. That's what Jesus came to do, to make God visible for us. And then he goes on and says that he is the firstborn of all creation. Now, the way that we mean firstborn, we might think that Paul is saying that Jesus is just the, the oldest created thing. He was the thing that was created first. But that's actually not what the Bible teaches in fact, that's not what Paul means, and that's very clear from the very next verse where it says he created all things. No, Paul is a Jewish man, uh, and in the Hebrew Bible, Paul's Bible, what we call the Old Testament, that word firstborn uh, is used to talk about rank or superiority. It means what, when Paul says that Jesus is firstborn of all creation, what he means is Jesus is the boss. He's the chief, and he is the one who has created all things, whether in heaven or on earth, visible or invisible, all the things that we can see and all of the things that we can't, the natural world and the supernatural world. Jesus created all of it, and all of it answers to him. Paul says whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, those refer probably in the context of Colossians to rival authorities, supernatural forces that would seek to rival Jesus. Jesus is Lord even over those. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So Jesus is not only the creator, but he's also the sustainer. He is the one that holds all of creation together. So Jesus First, this baby born in Bethlehem is the Lord of creation. That's who he is. Which begs the question, why? 
why would the Lord of creation take on the form of a created being, take on human flesh, and be born, as we heard earlier, helpless in form as a baby in a feeding trough? What would lead the Lord of creation to do that? I think Paul answers that question in the next few verses. He says he is the head of the body, the church. What does a head do for a body? It directs it, sends signals, tells it where to go. Jesus is the leader of a group of people, his people, known as the church. He is the beginning, this time the firstborn from the dead. What does Paul mean? Well, you probably know that Jesus was born, and he grew up as a man, and he lived, what we say, as a sinless life. And then he died a sinner's death. He was put to death for a crime he didn't commit. He was put to death. He was executed by the authorities for claiming to be God. They didn't believe him, but he was. And he proved that by rising again from the dead on the third day. And so when Paul says that Jesus is the firstborn of creation, he holds superiority, excuse me, the firstborn from the dead, he holds superiority. He is He is the first one out of the tomb, and he delivers all of us out of the tomb with him. Jesus brings new life to everyone who believes in him. Why? Why did he come and do this? Paul tells us that in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him, to reconcile to himself all things, whether in heaven or on earth, making peace by the blood of his cross. Jesus, the Lord of creation, inhabited a human body so that he could bring peace, so that he could reconcile us. Now, that word reconciliation implies hostility. The fact that peace has to be made implies warfare. Jesus came to cease the hostility. The hostility between us and God. The hostility that we create by our own sinfulness. Jesus came to create peace by shedding his own blood on the cross. That's what Christmas is all about. And so here's the invitation for you this Christmas Eve. Is Santa Claus on a what? That's fitting. There we go. Santa Claus is driving by on a fire truck right now. (laughs) Jesus is the reason for the season, Santa. Jesus is Lord, even over Santa Claus and fire trucks. All right. Here's the invitation for you this Christmas Eve. Paul writes in verse 21 of Colossians 1, And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, is that hostility we talked about, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh By his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him.
I think that's why this season, this holiday is so magical, right? Why it holds such wonder for us. Because it's when we remember that the Son of God, the Lord of creation, took on flesh and became the Lord of salvation so that you and I would cease our hostility. We would stop running from God and we would run to him. Jesus has made that possible. And my prayer, our prayer, is that you would believe that this Christmas Eve and experience life forevermore. Let me pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for an opportunity to stop the hurry, the bustle, to listen to your word read, and to sing songs that remind us of truth, that you have come to bring peace. Lord, I pray that everyone within the sound of my voice would believe, would believe that you are the Savior of God who has come to rescue sinners, to save us from ourselves, and to bring joy to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand and